it's time to talk games and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of gum. And welcome back to another episode of Talk Games Chew Bubblegum. My name's Adam, and as always with me is my host, Aaron White. That's Alan White. Alan will remember that. I really hope this doesn't affect the ending of this episode. Ooh, yeah. Let's see. Um, all right, well, luckily I saved state so I can go back and see what will be happened later on. <laughs> So, with that being said, if that didn't give it away, we are talking about a telltale game where choices matter. Yes, and they do. it is The Wolf Among Us. Um, now, before we get too much further into this, um, this will be a spoiler episode. Um, we're not going to try to give away too many spoilers or essentially really big spoiler plots. Um, it's going to be hard because there's a lot that goes into this game, choices, all of that. But we're going to do our best because we really want everybody to go out and play these games that we talk about and, and experience their own, well, tale um, with them. But mm -hmm. there's chances things are going to slip and some spoilers are needed so that we can actually hold a conversation about this game. Right, right. So accidental spoilers will go out. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah. Our bad, yeah. So, The Wolf Among Us. Yeah. I know it, it years ago, Wolf Among Us 2 was announced at E3 or some kind of, you know, expo. And we were working together mm -hmm. at the time, and we got really hype about it. We're like, holy shit, Wolf Among Us 2. Right. And we even had servers coming up, like, y'all talking about The Wolf Among Us? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And then later, you're going to perforate my eardrum by slapping me. But that's oh. nothing to do here or there. Yeah, that was a whole other um, thing. It had nothing to <laughs> yeah. do with the Wolf Among Us, trust me, people. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah. do you want to tell us a little bit about Wolf Among Us? And Yeah, sure. So, as you mentioned, it's a, a Telltale game. So anyone who's familiar with, you know, the Walking Dead series that they did, or the Batman, or even the Guardians of the Galaxy series, you know that they are all about telling a story. Uh, the visuals are, are typically, um, like, comic-like you know, they don't really go for a whole lot of like hyper realism and such. And it's really all about dialogue and choice. I mean, even the action sequences are mainly QTEs and there's a lot of exploration and such in a sense of like a, almost like a point and click kind of adventure at times. So, so yeah, you're, you're literally telling your own version of this story, which I really appreciate because growing up, I was a fan of, you know, the uh, choose your own adventure books. And this feels like that, you know, they're really great at, at putting together these. So you do find yourself kind of going back after you finish a story and saying, hey, look, you know, what would have happened had I done that? What would happen if I had done this? And the replay value is always there. But The Wolf Among Us is actually based on uh, a comic series called Fables, which is published by Vertigo, you know, DC subsidiary, right? And it involves... The, the fairy tales that we all know and love. I, I believe it's more, you know, like the grim version than the Disney version <laughs> of all of these, uh, which actually yeah. comes to play, which actually comes into play a couple of different times because this is, this story gets pretty dark and uh, it, it, it doesn't really pull punches at times, but if you can look past that, if you can look at some of your favorite fairy tale characters in this new light through this different perspective and all uh, if you could stomach that and all i really think you'd really truly enjoy this game 
and the story itself uh, revolves around Big B, Big B Wolf, <laughs> actually, and he is the sheriff of Fable Town, which is interesting because the idea apparently is somewhere I don't I don't know what time period they leave their fantasy world, but they all leave their fantasy world and they move to New York. And this story takes place in I think 1986, where all of your favorite fairy tale creatures and even urban legends are all living and kind of hiding out in New York City and they have different ways of keeping themselves you know from being seen uh, including uh, the glamour which are like potions that they take in order to give themselves a more you know humanoid form and such to make themselves look and pass as humans and such and they all have their own kind of government uh, inside of the city where they just kind of govern over each other and the story revolves around the fact that there's a murder and apparently it's the first one they've had in a very 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 long time so big b yeah. the sheriff is tasked with figuring out what happened and uh you know bringing the the guilty parties to justice yeah it's definitely got like a um a noir setting to it you know mm -hmm. that kind of that like that detective feel to it yeah uh, um yeah and just seeing all your you know i guess favorite um fairy tales mythological creatures urban legends stuff like that come to life and see them live a normal life they still have their powers though it seems like you you they can still tap into whatever made them special or who they were um, just because you are now a sheriff doesn't mean that every now and then you don't show signs of your true self which is a wolf mm-hmm um, so that was one of my favorite like iterations of the game is just seeing them as people, but then like having like some of their mannerisms or whatever shine through. Right. But yeah. This murder that happens, it, it kind of is like a normal day, you know, mm -hmm. I guess, I guess for Bigby, he <laughs> doesn't have much, um, lives in the smallest, you know, home in mm -hmm. the town in Fable Town. And then yeah, he, he gets this this head located <laughs> right on the the steps of his door, mm -hmm. and then from there, it, it, things. Well, I guess they you know things go wild and, and crazy, <laughs> but that's how you know plot. Right. Um. So yeah, you have to figure out who this is first off. Yeah. Because it it is a fable. Mm -hmm. um, which is what they call themselves. They call themselves fables, and the humans are known as Mundies. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a fable, but you really can't pinpoint who it is. So there's a lot of detective work going in, looking at books, um, trying to find out any kind of little things you can. Um, mm -hmm. And then you start getting leads, and then while you're getting the leads, you know, that's when like some of the choices come into play that Telltale is known for. Are you going to go here or do you want to go here? You know, you know, you saw something bad happening over here and you mm -hmm. had a call and it sounded like something bad was happening over there. So which one are you going to go do? Right. Right. It does. Like there are definitely times where you are tasked with a choice and you find yourself going, oh, man, I know no matter what I do, I'm going to miss out on something, uh, something big 
is going to happen, <laughs> you know, and uh, and I'm just not going to have a clue. And down somewhere down the line, it's probably going to bite me in the behind. And you, you you have that sense at a few different points in the game, which once again means you get to go black, uh, go back and and uh, try the other option and see how that worked out. But one thing I really find interesting about about Big B is, you know, he's the big bad wolf. You know, you, we all know him from uh, the Red Riding Hood uh, story. Uh, there's been a wolf in a couple of other different fairy tales as well. And he's never been known as a nice guy. And no one would have ever thought that this would be, you know, the person who who uh, upholds the law, <laughs> you know. So a lot of the other characters, pretty much almost every character, is very aware of his past from back before they all got there, before he became a sheriff. And it kind of seems like they hold a lot against him, uh, which, I mean, understandably, he, you don't get to be known as the big bad wolf if you've been nice to everybody. But at the same time, they all know that he is the only one who can do the job when things get dangerous. So he, he kind of feels like, you know, he has to be redeemed for his past and he's fighting that and he's struggling with that because every time something goes wrong you know they always make it seem like you know not only is it his fault but but he must have been the one he must have been the reason that this fight took place because he couldn't you know keep his cool and everything because he's the big bad wolf and that's what he does you know so he's constantly <laughs> kind of going back and forth with people just kind of going look I'm not as angry as you're making me out to be but telling me this is making me angry <laughs> you know so he has to kind of walk this this fine line with everyone yeah it it's really interesting because i've now played this game for the fifth time mm. and and when we were doing this i my intentions was to go in and roughly just refresh my memory on what happened i had no intention of sitting down and playing all five episodes in one day again but as i was refreshing my mind i wanted i guess because i know what happens throughout the game and the episodes i kind of wanted to like be the nice guy and, and never do what my instincts felt like i wanted to and that's what's so good you get multiple options whether it's talking or fighting or you know any kind of scenario they give you so many options of things that you can do and it really feels like you can make the character you and how you want to play them um, and like any Telltale game, you know, some of these actions or choices or mm -hmm. even things you say, the characters seem to remember them. And it, it could come <laughs> back and bite you in the ass later on, or it could help you out. Um, but this time, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to be level-headed. I'm going to be cool. And I cannot tell you how hard it is on some of these options not to be like, well, I'm just going to punch him in the face. Like, that's who right. I am. That's who he wants me to be. I'm just going to deck him. Right. I mean, because people, they come at you sometimes, man. And uh, there there are one or two times where on like my first playthrough and such, I, you know, I was pretty much like, oh, yeah, you, you guys think I'm, I'm big and bad. You guys want to assume that I'm this terrible person. Boom. <laughs> I'm just going to do all kinds of bad stuff. Then uh, I had a I had a I had a nice guy run and a not so nice guy run. <laughs> and uh, I got to tell you, it was a little satisfying to not be a nice guy all the time but at the same time things come to bite you in the behind later on if you do that so you do have to kind of you know you, you do have to think about your actions which is crazy because 
The game doesn't often give you a whole lot of time to make a decision, especially when it comes to dialogue, right? So you have a lot of things that could be held against you uh, later on in the game, but you've only got like five seconds to decide how you're going to respond to something that is said. And, uh, and at times it could feel a little unfair, but I mean, that's just the way conversations work. That's the way, that's just the way the world works. So so I do, yeah. I do think that's that was an interesting touch, like kind of forcing us to to kind of respond in the moment the way we want to respond, and just kind of seeing how things play out. Now, the characters themselves, I mean, you have pretty much all your favorites in this, right? I mean, like, uh, yeah, all your favorites, and then some that even like we were like, do you know who this is? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Snow White plays a huge role in all of this uh she basically is the secretary for the the acting mayor uh, who is ichabod crane from the sleepy hollow story uh he's actually a lot more like i don't know like spindly and weaselier than i would have thought you know i mean i get it he he wasn't exactly known to have like a giant Gaston chest and be all brave and everything, <laughs> but still, I expected something more out of this guy. Um, you, I mean, the Magic Mirror is in this. Uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum, who are kind of like PIs, but also henchmen in a sense. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you have uh, Beauty and the Beast they've made their way uh beast is kind of like bigby in a sense where he doesn't necessarily need a glamour in order to to transform back from his beastly form but honestly unless he has like an ultimate power or something like an ultimate version i wasn't really impressed by his transformation you know he basically just kind of grew some horns and his eyes got, got like yeah, yeah but he got like 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 dark circles around his eyes and he just grew like some short horns yeah, he he looked like um he looked like a baby goat with these horns, and then it was just like, I'm the beast, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I don't know, maybe maybe I'm missing something there. No, um, but you also have three little pigs, you know, Nazu, Bigby, the Woodsman, oh, the um, Woodsman, yes, yeah, Little Mermaid, um, some of them that oh. like I wasn't too familiar with, um, like Flycatcher. Toad, Toad mm-hmm. Junior, um, the Crooked Man, who plays a big part of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, little things that I knew very little about, like Georgie Porgy. Right. Um, <laughs> Georgie. You know, but, <laughs> and then there's like like Urban Legends, um, the Jersey Devil, and then other kind of um, not fairy tales. Oh, Bloody Mary. I, is yeah, in it. Well, Bloody Mary is a good urban legend, but like I can't remember what they're called. But like Hans and uh, Hansel and Gretel, Hansel, Hansel and Gretel, uh, Grendel, uh-huh. you know from Beowulf. Okay, so that was the one that really got me. I guess I, I've never read Beowulf, so I didn't know that. But uh, yeah, Grendel is in there, and when you deal with Grendel, I've kind of found myself going, "Whoa, what is happening right now?" Uh, Grendel was not a very nice person, or Neither nice people. Beowulf. And so that's really yeah. interesting that you say that because one of the options um, that you have with Grendel mm-hmm. um, that involves, well, if you've ever read Beowulf, you know what happens to Grendel. Um, 
he gets his arm ripped off. Mm-hmm. And that's what Beowulf does. Um, he pretty much rips off Grendel's arm and puts it above his bar or tavern or house or something like that as a trophy. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, so that that's really interesting. That's one of the options that you have is to kind of do that to Grendel. Yeah, so so I'm going to tell right now. Uh, you get into a bar fight with Grendel at one point, right? And this isn't a spoiler. You can't avoid it. You get into a straight-up bar fight with Grendel. But you have a choice about whether or not to take that arm at the end. And uh, my first playthrough, I know for a fact, like I said, I wasn't very nice. I was a little angry that this guy made me get into this fight. So I took that that bastard's arm. I was done with it. I said, no, no, no. How dare you raise your hand to Bigby? Don't you know who I am? I'm the sheriff of this town. You want what? So, yeah, arm was mine. I took that sucker uh, and I left him sitting there. And when you actually get to that point in the game that's when you realize that some things about fable town are are not right Mm -hmm. um because other fables may get more preferential treatment than other fables like right and 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 later and that's when you go to the bar to ask some questions about what's been happening have they seen the woodsman stuff like that Mm -hmm. grindle's not too kind to you and And he lets it known, like, hey, you know, it, we have to wait in lines. All this stuff's happening. We can't even get requests. You know, the bartender's sister has been missing for weeks. And it, what, did y'all just throw that under the rug? We haven't mm-hmm. heard anything about that. But when something, of one of yours, you know, something about important to you, you're all over it all of a sudden. Yeah. So it's really interesting because there is a great sense of class warfare here. And I guess I never really paid attention to it, but if you really think about it, all of the characters who are on top of the government or get some of that preferential treatment you were talking about were all, you know, princes and princesses in all of your stories, right? I mean, you have uh, Snow White, Beauty and the Beast living in, in this high rise and such, where, like you said, you have some of the some of the others some of the less popular characters you know some of those like who are like the trolls or or the frog and everything have to live elsewhere and they definitely feel disenfranchised you find out and what i also thought was kind of interesting about that is you have a bunch of a bunch of fables who are feeling kind of left out kind of ignored uh neglected and such just kind of left to fend for themselves and the one fable that is there to try and keep the peace is someone who has been vilified by everyone the you know for lord knows long i mean how long have the story's been around so 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 it's kind of like interesting that that they use the worst of them to help police all of the downtrodden so that those up top can can live their lives without being bothered you know you kind of get that sense uh, at, at one point yeah yeah it, it you know until you said it and you're like you're right yeah the, all the princess and princesses got the better treatment than well the trolls and the lesser knowns mm-hmm. um but you know during your travels with this you start you start putting together pieces of what happened you know something's not right um and <sighs> here we go like where i'm trying to like do the brain gymnastics to try to keep things going for um spoiler territory 
So you start picking up pieces and you, you find books of fables and their stories so you can figure out who this fable was. Mm-hmm. And once you start getting a little lead, this is kind of where the first episode ends. You know, um, it's five episodes and Telltale does such a great job of leaving you on such a cliffhanger <laughs> that makes you go, I need to play again mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, as you're making your way back with some new information, it, there there's cops everywhere. And these aren't your cops. These right. are the normal, the Mondays. And, you know, you're walking underneath the yellow tape and someone grabs you or they try to grab you but it's too late um and you see the head of another fable one mm-hmm. that's been kind of close to you at this point um on the stairs exactly where you found the first one and you realize that this may not have been like a message being sent this wasn't who you thought it was up to this point this mm-hmm. wasn't anything there's something a little bit bigger going on mm-hmm Mm-hmm. And I love it, and I love Telltale because it, it just ends. Like you, you see it. And there's no like it just bang black, and it gives you like the great next time on the Wolf Among Us. <laughs> right. And it's just like all these scenes, and some of these scenes you don't even see until like the last episode, and you're like, right, Ugh. right, right. And what I really liked about well, so I had the luxury of playing this game after all the episodes had come out. I couldn't imagine what it would have been like to have to wait, you know, weeks or months for the next it episode is, to come out. It would have been excruciating. It's horrible. I did it with the first Walking Dead. Yeah. And this was like pretty much like the peak of Walking Dead. Um, the first few seasons where it was great and everybody was watching it mm-hmm. and we would have, you know, walking dead parties where people would come over to my house, watch walking dead. And then the game came out. And so we would all play it and we all as a group would shout like what we wanted to do or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then we had to wait week, like a week right. or weeks. I can't remember. And it was like, you know, at work, somebody's like, Hey, you know, did the second episode come out yet? When are we going to play that? I'm like, when it comes out, trust me. Yeah. Y'all know. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what that must have been like to have to wait for this because you're right, the story is so, so good. Um, part of the fun for me was seeing what role all of these characters play. Like, who are they within Fable Town? Uh, like I said, you know, Ichabod is acting mayor of Fable Town. Um, Snow White is his secretary, but she seems to know the job way better than he does. Uh, you know, you have uh, Georgie Porgy. Yeah. Definitely a bit of a sleaze. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he runs the pudding and pie. Yes, yes. Uh, which is a, um, it's a strip, strip bar. And you're going to be going there more <laughs> than once. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you meet a character that I, wow. Like, I, I realized who the character was before getting her name uh, just from her dance moves and such but i was kind of going but it kind of made me go really you (laughs) here doing this okay doing this (laughs) right right and and then you have uh like even mr toad i think he runs the building he's like the super or something of the building that that he lives in 
the yeah, one, he's the... definitely. It, it never says it, but he definitely. It, it's a super. Like I had to replace this wall. Like mm-hmm. this happened. Like you know, when when are you gonna pay me for this? Mm-hmm. It, it's always that over and over with uh, Toad, just seeming to want to running a little scam. Like he's definitely yeah. not uh, a fair person. Yeah, yeah, and his character arc is one that that found kind of annoying because the character himself didn't really change uh he didn't really seem to learn a lesson he didn't really seem to care about doing the right thing even for his son you know he just uh he he keeps coming up with this excuse for why he can't purchase a glamour and we were discussing earlier you and i about how one of our playthroughs had plenty of money and i gave him the money to purchase one what did he do with yeah. it? Yeah, I guess we should go into a, just a quick thing. Um, glamours, like you said, are potions and everything like that that make you look human. So you can blend into the normal world. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the laws, it seems to be in Fable Town, is if you don't have a glamour, you're going to be sent to the farm. Mm-hmm. And the f- You never really get to see the farm. Well, you never see the farm. Um, you don't know what the attitude or the atmosphere, I guess is the word I'm looking for, is right. at the farm, but people don't seem to like it. And my only guess as to what the farm is, is just, you know, here's housing. This is what you're going to have. You know, you're, you're going to get meals. We're going to take care of you, but there's not going to be much more than that. Now, if mm. you want to live a normal life, you can go to Fable Town, but you have to be in glamour. You have to look like a normal person. We can't have, you know, three foot foot, toads walking around talking right it's gonna throw things off and so glamour is really important in this game because it turns to be expensive it sounds like Mm -hmm. um you know a lot of the fables have hard time whether it's paying their rent or living a life and being able to purchase their glamour so they can you know stay in fable town Mm -hmm. yeah and once again uh they they've come to they've come to expect their government to not look out for them after a point and it was really striking to find out just how they really felt about the way they were being looked after and the things that they would do in order to to maintain a certain lifestyle or or just to survive honestly i mean for crying out loud georgie porgy runs a strip club you know and he has fables dancing for him i mean you would you really imagine any of your like disney style princesses really dancing at at a strip club i mean i'm sure someone has imagined it at some point in their lives but i'm just saying (laughs) this isn't really something that you expected of it so yeah the story is really dark really seedy and such and there is there is death there is blood there are some there's some pretty tough situations you have to deal with in this uh i mean there's 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 bloody interrogations uh there's some they they dive or delve a little bit dip a toe (laughs) into uh like a little fetishism uh at time right at times or at a time uh and when bloody mary comes along like she she's a psychopath like she is not even the least bit interested in trying to be even the least bit sane <laughs> she uh 
she enjoys the carnage and such and it was a really great character design for her when she does her transformation as well you get to see kind of most people's other side if they have one and i kind of liked her character design in that with all like the shards of glass sticking out of her and such you know just kind of you know push home the really idea cool. of like of like her the reflective and like how she can move through mirrors and everything that that was really cool yeah in this episode um you know it it's weird like the dark things that you just mentioned come into play because you find out that the second head that you found really doesn't belong to who you thought it was Mm -hmm. and this person was glamored to look like somebody else Mm -hmm. and the glamour hadn't worn off yet essentially and so and while you're in your interrogations you know you start figuring out that there's this underground well it's a prostitution ring going on um, going on at Georgie Porgy's pudding Mm -hmm. and pie and this was a fable that I never heard of, but it was the something about the girl with the ribbon. And yeah. Start, yeah, you'll notice that all these fables that you're talking to, eventually they'll just say the words, these lips are sealed, and they can't say any more. Right. And the people that are saying this have this ribbon tied around their neck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like there's a definite reason for that. Now, can I say one thing i learned a lot about different fables or fairy tales or whatever you want to call them from this uh you know i didn't grow up reading you know the Grimm's versions of everything i i had a very disney life as far as as far as fairy tales were concerned so i hadn't heard of a lot of these you know of course i've heard of urban legends like the jersey devil and bloody mary and such but uh the little mermaid I thought her name was Ariel this whole time. Come to find out, no, it's Narissa. That's something I learned from a video game. So anybody who tells you that video games can't be educational or they're all violence and they're ruining people's minds and everything, it's not true because I learned something. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, I, I will say this. I don't think this is the game that you should go and play to figure <laughs> out anything about fairy tales or fables, um, especially the true um, Little Mermaid, which that book is kind of dark at times. Right, 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 right. I mean, and that's the thing. They don't shy away from that. They don't mention, you know, the whole Disney aspect of all of this. I mean, they actually have people who have marital problems. Uh, They have, uh, you know, people just going through hard times. And here you are trying to solve the first murder, the first death that they've had in. I mean, they make it sound like centuries, Mm -hmm. you know, as the big bad wolf, the one. Uh, the one fairy tale who, as far as everyone's concerned, has no redeeming qualities whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And here you are trying to trying to solve a murder uh, and and help them out while discovering that you've been a part of a system that has just broken the will of pretty much everybody in Fable Town. Well, I mean, as you. Pre- that's a lot of people in Fable Town. It's almost all of them. Right. Right. So, so as the story progresses, yes, you, you discover that there was a bit of misdirection there with uh, the second head you find at your doorstep. And as you, you move forward, like you said, you have run-ins with, with the Tweedles 
you you go to a bar run by a troll you fight Grendel you have this this straight up rivalry with the woodsman who is not a noble woodsman <laughs> he just isn't uh, I think the very first time you encounter him he's he's doing some pretty messed up stuff and uh, he has his own demons that he's he's battling with and it seems like everybody for the most part kind of has a dark side except snow white uh really i i feel like like there is a, a part a time within the game where she basically goes rogue and you know she's just she's had enough of it and all but i don't really feel like she's ever really gone over to the dark side but everyone else i feel like or, or put it this way, a lot of the characters who you believed were truly good find themselves in more humanizing kind of messed up situations or you come to realize they really aren't. And some of those who you would expect to be terrible may actually surprise you and not be yeah. so bad. Yeah, and that, that's what really goes into the game because we mentioned like the class system and people barely being able to get by mm -hmm. and you know there there's a reason that you know Nerissa is doing what she's doing mm -hmm. there's a reason that certain other characters are working these jobs or doing what they're doing and it was a means to get by mm -hmm. um it somebody was out there helping them you know no spoilers but that you know this is not this episode's where you figure it out, but you find out that there's somebody called the Crooked Man. Mm -hmm. um, and he now is all of a sudden this dark, seedy underlord that's that's making everybody be able to pay their bills and, and actually get by in Fable Town. It, it's mm -hmm. not a cheery place for, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> these people. It, it seems like everybody is having a hard time getting by. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. at the end of this episode you you kind of crack and i'm just like kind of you don't break it open but you kind of crack you know the murder and what happened and and what's kind of going on and when you do it it as soon as you do boom you know fade to black and <laughs> and this is one where when it happens it they do such a good job like i said cliffhangers and you're like mm -hmm. i need to play the another like i need more now mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean and it's somebody that yeah, yeah. And it's somebody that you would not expected it to been. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you really wouldn't. Uh yeah. But then like when you then when you, you discover it, you kinda go, Yeah, I mean It makes sense. I don't sense. know. Yeah, yeah, you, you feel kinda icky about it, <laughs> you know? Uh uh. And then uh, when you go on and such, you get to see. So Bigby has a humanoid form. Then you know, as the game progresses, you know, you you see a situation where he gets a little bit more beast-like. You know, his eyes change color and such. You know, his nails might grow a little bit. And, you know, he gets a little bit more hairier. Yeah, yeah, fangs, yeah. eye color. Yeah, yeah, that type of stuff. But uh, there's a point where some stuff goes down and my man decides okay it's time to take the next step <laughs> and this is full-on werewolf <laughs> you know uh 
really, really, you know, full of just like covered in, in dark hair, uh, massive and able to, to rip throats out, you know, easily, you know, and he has no problems doing that. Uh, one thing is bullets don't kill fables, or at least not regular Monday so, bullets. Well, it kind of mm-hmm. goes into that and it kind of doesn't, I think in, in general, fables are hard to kill. Right, right. Um, and the first time, you know, Bigby's shot, you know, the doctor says, you can't take too much more of these. You know, it's a good thing that you're a fable, but, you know, it it, it hurts, you know. Okay, that's fair. You can fair. die. Yeah. yeah, you can die. But there was, I mean, I guess it's kind of a fable out there that silver and wolves do not go together. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they stick with that. Yeah, there's a uh, there's a certain character who who tests the theory of silver and wolves, and uh, she's right <laughs> about the damage it'll do. And yeah, you, you kind of lose your lead. Kind of lose a lot there. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm I'm really you know I'm, I apologize everybody. I'm trying to be vague as <laughs> as hell right yeah. now. So but... I'm I'm gonna be the bad guy. I'm gonna be Bigby in this situation. Okay. Um, this is where you, and this is near the end of the third episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't really do a, I mean, you do a lot in this, but it's pretty much trying to hunt down who you found out was mm-hmm. involved in the murder in the second episode. Mm-hmm. So you're after this uh, individual the whole time. And when you finally get them in your custody, this is where Bloody Mary is introduced. Yep. Um, you realize that Tweedledee and Tweedledum are more henchmen than they are private investigators. Right. And you see the hand of the crooked man and Tweedledee, Tweedledum just go absolutely ballistic on you with shotguns Mm -hmm. and you don't stop. Like there's a QT event where you're just walking into them Mm -hmm. and it is makes you feel like, okay, I am now, (laughs) I don't want to quote, I don't want to quote Bigby, but at one point Bigby goes, I'm big and I'm bad. <laughs> and then Colin goes, Oh, you're big and bad. Don't go saying that shit out in public. <laughs> and Colin's one of the three little pigs that lives with him. And it's just constantly hanging over the fact that Bigby destroyed his homes. Like, like where else am I going to do? You, you, you destroyed my home. Come on. You know? Yeah. Always hanging out over him. And you know, you meet him in the first episode where he's sleeping on, on Bigby's favorite chair. And then by the end of the episode, he's smoking a cigarette. He might be drinking some bourbon, you know, and just between you and and I and everyone, all of you, you know, it's kind of funny because I saw a pig smoking a cigarette and drinking bourbon. And all I could think about was delicious recipes for pork chops. Uh, you know, I was thinking, oh, huh. smoke, smoke pork chops with yeah. whiskey glaze. Yeah, absolutely. thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I, see, you understand me, Adam. You you truly do. That's all yeah, I want. That's all I can think he, of. He's he's uh, reverse marinating from the inside. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how well Big B's brand of cigarettes, the Huff and Puffs are. But everybody <laughs> says he smokes the shittiest brand. So. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so now, <laughs> so this is where, you know, like you said, Bloody Mary, like she pulls out a gun, shoots him, and it 
kind of does a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. That's where she announces. She goes, oh, didn't think silver would work like that, but it does. Mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of where that episode leaves off. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're laying in an alley with a hole, uh, a hole in you, a broken arm. You're in full-on werewolf form, and Snow is there with you, trying to keep you alive. And they just took who you finally captured mm -hmm. into custody. Yeah, mm -hmm. the, the crooked man takes him, and that's all they wanted. But they obviously weren't going to go yeah. and give him yeah. away. So there was a little bit of a scrap if you will. Yeah. And I mean, and you were doing so great too, man. I mean, this was like you said, you feel super, super powerful and such. And then no, <laughs> you're yeah. down all of a sudden. And, and like I said, the episode ends and you're going, okay, what's going to happen now? You know, we, I've lost, I've lost my suspect, you know, uh, you know, the crooked man has finally shown himself. Bloody Mary is no joke. Uh, I've, I've shown that, that I'm vulnerable now. I can be killed. You know, what's going to happen next? And now you have to find the crooked man. And yeah. You, you decide, you know, you're not done with this. You're going to take it to him. Now, there is an item that you... It's not really an item. There's not items in the games. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't a point-and-click adventure. Like, you do pick up things, and they can come into play later on in the game, depending on, you know, your um, actions. Mm-hmm or choices but there's the magic mirror that you hmm. get introduced earlier and it works by talking into rhymes and then you can ask it questions and well, when you ask the questions what the, do you have to do yeah and the main purpose of it is to see where people are located mm -hmm. um and you have to talk in rhyme like mm -hmm. it lets you get by one time it's <laughs> like you know the rules all right like yeah, but next time please say it in rhyme and it's really cool because <laughs> everybody else that goes into it they're always talking rhymes but when it comes time for big b he's like mirror mirror if you're able blah 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 show me this fable right. you know, it, he is just he, he does it so begrudgingly i was like i'll follow your rules but it, i'm barely gonna do it but yeah so during this you may be thinking well why don't you just use the magic mirror to figure out where everybody is and that would be cut and dry you know boom case solved well when you find out who the murderer is, he happens to be watching you through the magic mirror and breaks it and takes mm -hmm. a piece of the glass so it can't be restored. Mm -hmm. In this fourth episode, you have a... It, it, everything's going ape shit now at this point. You know this is happening. You also know now there's an undercover loan or um, underground loan shark that's helping the fables pay their bills. Um, you know that now people are out to kill you mm -hmm. also kind of know that there's some third party or knockoff um, drugs being sold in the mm -hmm. form of glamours or spells or things that you would help get by mm -hmm. that's helping which is kind of helping the town of fable town but it, with this it puts them in debt you know now all of a sudden because i got this cheaper glamour i'm now kind of in the crooked man's pocket and mm -hmm. this is where you're starting to realize the whole town is in the crooked man's pocket. Right. Because of the class system, things aren't going well. And this is what people need to do to survive. Right. right. And, uh, and while tracking him down, uh, you, you come across the Jersey devil at one point. And Which, 
I wish the Jersey Devil had. Jersey Devil is one of my favorite urban legends. Um, right behind Mothman. I. Hmm. Okay. It. I. I'm not a uh, cryptologist. Like I don't believe in them. Um. I would love to believe there's a Mothman. Hmm. Like I, that would just be that, fantastic. That, that, that's your jam. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it, dude. It. I will show you. I have Mothman Funko Pops. I have Mothman. Oh wow. Uh, coffee mugs. Yeah. Helena and I really enjoy Mothman. Okay. And I, I'll tell you off air. It's a long story. Okay. <laughs> Actually, no, no. I'll, a little side, little sidebar for this because <laughs> now I say it, everybody's going to get messages going, well, can you tell me the Mothman story? Mm-hmm. So where Helena and I live in Old Town, um, because you walked everywhere, kind of had to walk past like this little like river. And yeah. It smelled so bad. It always smelled like there was just something dying in there. And I always made the joke when we walked by. I was like, that's where the Mothman lives. And I would do this stupid voice. And it turns out like the moth whole backstory. The Mothman was in love with me. And when we <laughs> moved, he followed me into the swamp. But it, and yeah. So every time I walked by it, she'd be like, oh, what's that smell? And I'd be like, it's just me. I'm the Mothman. I'm just watching Adam making tree tree number right. And it... <laughs> Why do you sound like a South Park character? <laughs> it, that's that's what Mothman sounds like. Okay. And so that yeah, so that's it. Just, and it just evolved from there. All right. So yeah, but I love the Jersey Devil. I hated what he looked like as a person in the game. Right. I loved. <laughs> oh man, when he transforms and like this is like one of the first times that you just see a fable go. You want to see what I'm made of? Yeah. You know, you see a troll, you kind of see Big Beast, which I think at this point, in my mind, that was Big Beast's final transformation. Right, right. But no. Um, but yeah, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'll let you go. No, 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 no. Clear, clearly, this is your favorite part. <laughs> right here. Yeah. So before you get to here, you start learning that, well, the pawn shop is where all these loans are going out. So there's something going on in the pawn shop. Mm-hmm. But there's also talks about the butcher, and mm-hmm. you've seen it throughout there. You've seen packages being delivered to the butcher, or just mentions of the butcher. Mm-hmm. And in classic Telltale fashion, you get to choose which one you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I going to go to this one? You know, this one could have this, or this one could have that. So you choose. Um, when you go to the pawn shop, you realize that there's some other argument already going on in place there, and that's between the woodsman and the jersey devil and the woodsman's wanting to know where his axe is he's like hey mm-hmm. it, it, i pawned it it's here i know it's here or it was stolen i know it was here or something like that mm-hmm. i just want my axe back and then yeah yeah, yeah. even if you try to be even if you try to be peaceful the yeah. jersey devil is uh yeah he's one pawn broker you don't want to mess with yeah this is true i mean it doesn't help that he's actually a henchman for the crooked man so you know, he's not going to lead you to the crooked man without a fight. Uh, so you definitely have one. And yeah, this was of all the transformations I had seen. This was the scariest one I had seen. Jersey Devil is ugly, but oh my God, he is fierce, man. Uh, yeah, I had a lot of respect for that one. But yeah, they, they did a great job with that character design because like, it was it was the scariest of all of them as far as I was concerned. And once you once you win uh the woodsman you know, he 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 gets his item uh 
and then uh, you you move on to the next location which i think was kind of weird considering the fact that i don't i don't know for your story and all but i ended up at the butcher shop anyway yeah in some of these situations you end up in the other location yeah um you know in the first episode you have to choose between going to one of the princess houses or going over to toads and you know through that you see that there's something going wrong i mm-hmm. i hinted at this earlier but you see that something's going wrong in each scenario you know and on this one like i i talked to you about this i was like have you ever saved this person and you were like no yeah i didn't know you could and, and so my goal was to go and try to save this person and I thought I finally had it this time. Like I said, this is my fifth playthrough of the game. <laughs> and it, somehow it's still possible. And I kind of want to go through and try it again. But I know I'm going to spend 10 hours playing all these episodes. Um, yeah, and it's like that for a few of the other actions. But if you happen to go to a place first, there's a chance that you'll discover more. Or the story will play out a little bit differently than it would if you went there second or even third in some cases right right so so that's the thing so you end up there anyway uh and you discover that the person you had been looking for uh the the suspect that you lost had been at this place but is no longer but you do get the last piece of the shard for the mirror And and that's good, right? So it's like, oh, I got a win out of all of this. It's just isn't the one I was looking for. So you return that to the mirror, and then the mirror is going, okay, cool. The piece is in, but you still got to wait a minute while I'm in myself. So you didn't, you kind of feel like, well, what the heck was the point of all of this stuff? Uh, the entire time, by the way, there is another character who feels that just because they have a whole lot of money that they basically hold all the influence in in Fable Town, and that'd be Bluebeard. Now, Bluebeard, you encounter a couple of different times, and he's a bit of a hothead. And like I said, he he believes that his way is the only way, and that money talks. Therefore, he he gets to tell the government what to do. Yep. So. So, so you're dealing with, with him and you're still trying to figure out what to do about all of this. And uh, I believe this is the point where you get the choice of checking your suspect's home or the Tweedle's office or there's a third location. But basically everyone splits up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Or you go back to uh, to the Trolls bar. That's what it was. I think that yeah, was the point. Because you're hot. You're hot on the lead. And this... And this is where it's like, okay, he could still be here. There might be information, mm-hmm. um, you know, but if you go over here, it, they'll definitely have, you know, they, it, they're working with them. There has to be something in their office. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't remember the importance of what the bar was, but I think it's the same thing. You know, right. th- there is something important going on there at the bar right now and it go. Right. Right. So, I mean, no matter the thing about it is no matter where you go, it's never a dead end. You know, you just might not find the exact information you wanted to in one place that you could have found somewhere else, you know, but it's never a dead end. You'll always be able to move forward with the story. You just might not have this one piece. 
you might not get this one explanation, that type of thing. So eventually you do discover that that the Crooked Man's lair is difficult to find because it it changes like every 24 hours or something. The location changes. You you basically discover that he has a symbol and when it's on a certain door somewhere, uh, if you open it and go through it, that's the portal to his lair. You know, but it changes all the time. So you finally discover where it is right now and you go for it. You get there. Yeah, it, it's up until now in, in our conversation, we cannot stress how much is actually going on in this game. <laughs> right. Like we're really this keeping is, this really vague for you guys. <laughs> yeah, we're keeping it simple and vague because, like I said, we want you to go and play this game. It is worth any penny and any amount of time that you can sink into it. Um, there's so many actions and choices and things leading up and it all branches off, but it all kind of leads to the, it all branches and then all funnels and then branches and funnels. So, and I noticed in my playthroughs, like different things here or new dialogue options over here. And I'm like, oh, maybe I can finally do this, you know, type thing, which huge replay value for the same story it, it's well done in that sense right right um this is when you get introduced to tiny tim as well <laughs> just tim oh just yeah tim. i'm i'm sorry i'm sorry i do apologize he's grown up he's grown up yeah he's tim yeah yeah he's tim and uh and we all know tiny tim shit now i said it uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> we all know the you know tim has never had it easy so it only makes sense you know that he is with the crooked man somebody that can give him a job mm -hmm. give him money and he doesn't have an important job but at least he has a job and that's the kind of what you get through this he's like well i've never been able to get a job anywhere else like i had to turn here right right you know and he does it with a quiet dignity you know he does ask that you you show him enough respect to make it appear as though he can do the job. And uh, you do have a choice to, well, not do that <laughs> if you want. It's really up to you. Uh, and then you find yourself inside the Crooked Man's lair, and he is not alone. Uh, he's there with pretty much all of his henchmen, with the exception of one, uh, and that would be Bloody Mary. And yeah, he invites you to sit down and have a chat with him rather than get into a fight and yeah, he, hmm? he's really calm like his demeanor mm -hmm. and everything it comes across like you know people are talking out and he's like no just let him sit mm -hmm. um let's talk here's some food here's a drink but it also when you walk into the office like you get the options and as soon as you choose that one option <laughs> boom black and you're like son of a bitch <laughs> stop doing this to me and you're like two seconds like immediately like you don't like i chose to light a cigarette when i walked in and as soon as i light the cigarette just boom that is so cool that is really cool uh and then yeah you've only got one chapter left here and like i said we're at a point now where you're like, yo, I'm going to get all the answers. This is going to be like, what's going to take an entire episode here? Is this going to be like an hour long boss fight or something? Uh, like the story has gotten so good. I'm going to say once again, if I had to wait for, <laughs> for this episode to come out, 
I would not have been a very agreeable person myself <laughs> while I waited. Cause yeah, this this would have definitely been the hardest one to wait for. Right, right. So you you finally get there, and you you know you finally found the man, and you like so you're surrounded by his henchmen, and he invites you to sit down, and you're going, okay, what's going to happen now? You know, who, 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 who just mm, what? I just want the story, man. I want the story. So, <laughs> so uh, so now, episode five starts. You fade to brightness. <laughs> from black i don't know what that term is but but you open up and here you are you go to light your cigarette you sit down in the chair and the crooked man wants to talk to you about his purpose and he wants to give a proposal basically basically stay out of my way and everything will be fine we don't have to we don't have to continue all of this stuff let me do what i do yeah, uh, I can't speak for for you, Adam, but I was highly antagonistic. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, you find yourself in a video game, right? You, you're supposed to have this clear sense of right and wrong. And I know games like this are supposed to help you think uh, more three-dimensionally. You know, they give you choices and there's all this moral ambiguity uh, at times. But when it came down to it, I still saw myself as the sheriff of... Fable Town, you know, I wasn't thinking in terms of, well, yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe you have been doing so, some good for, for people. Maybe we should just let you kind of do your thing, or maybe we should just, I mean, you know, you've been helpful and such. Um, no, I, I, I wasn't like that. I, that's not, that's not who I was. That's not what I was about. So I antagonized this sucker and yeah. We end up getting we end up getting into a little scrap. Not my, myself and the crooked man, because coming, trust me, if you see the crooked man, you realize he's not scrapping with anybody. But <laughs> but he does escape. Uh, yeah. So on on this playthrough, I tried to, like I said, be more civil. This was my like I know what's happening. I'm gonna try to make it mm -hmm. not I guess the right choices, but I want to see how things would play out. And I think this is the first time that I ever learned who was the actual murderer. And he was so willing like to go, mm -hmm. hey, listen, this is what you came for. Mm -hmm. He's right there. Mm -hmm. He's right there. I'm giving him to you. That's what you were looking for, right? You got it. Mm -hmm. And and I guess it's because like either one, it's been a while since I played the game, or two, I kind of did things civil and not went in there and, <laughs> and, and beat up on everybody immediately. <laughs> hey, man, they call me Big Bad for a reason. I'm just saying. Yeah. It, but you mentioned um, that there was one person not in this room. Mm -hmm. um, she does happen to show herself. Mm -hmm. And it's so simple how she shows herself, but it's so cool. <laughs> um She's... You're all sitting there, and he looks towards the mirror, and you can see now the mirror, and there's somebody else in the room, and she mm -hmm. turns around and just walks out of the mirror, and it's, it's perfectly so cool. Done. Yeah, so like cool. it's not like over the top. It's just a simple like, oh, okay, I'm needed, and then just walks out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, a big brawl big mm -hmm. fight goes down mm -hmm. um some people escape well kind of almost everybody escapes mm -hmm. 
and then a really cool chase scene goes down. Yeah, I really enjoyed yeah. that too. Yeah, where and, you were. Hey, I also I also think it's interesting that during this chase scene, you get another choice: who do you go after? Right, uh, but it doesn't play itself out as do you go after this person or that person? It's just kind of like, which direction do you gonna, are you going to go? Uh, and it, I think to me, it played out really, really well because I accidentally went after the one I didn't want to go after because the choice it seemed a lot more subtle, <laughs> you know, than, than some of the other ones that we had, uh, granted, I, I ended up getting the answers that I needed to be able to finish my investigation that way. But I did like the fact that it wasn't a, a straight up obvious, do you go after this person or do you go after this person where they stop everything and just wait, you know, for an hour if you need to, to make that decision. You know, it was just kind of like a split second. Where do you go? Where do you go? Where do you go? And he said- It was I, the first time I've noticed it in this playthrough too. Mm -hmm. I had never noticed it before. And sadly I didn't, I didn't choose that route because I was instinctively going after this one person. But when that choice happened and after I hit it, I was like, wait a minute, there was a red circle on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So, so like I said, I ended up getting all the answers I needed. I was able to continue the investigation, discovered, discovered, uh, why certain characters were having a hard time telling me like answering simple questions <laughs> a lot of times. Uh, and then, you know, I pretty much had everything I needed. I had all the evidence I needed against the crooked man. Now it's just, I had to go after him. And that means going through Bloody Mary. And which, uh, oof. It, like, you know, you get the answer. He person tells you, Hey, if you want them, I guess I can do some good for you. Uh, they're located here. Mm -hmm. That's where everything goes. You'll find them there, sure enough. And yeah, you go into this warehouse, and immediately when you go in there, it it it's a warehouse. It, it's your stereotypical. <laughs> there's chains, beams. Mm -hmm. It's a warehouse. And as you're walking, you just see like a little pitter patter. Just you know. <laughs> in the distance and then all of a sudden that pitter patter is up top and mm -hmm. and you know who it is mm -hmm. you're being stalked son yeah but when you really get to see her and this is like when you were saying like her transformation her thing because you go down this you know you turn a corner and there she is with her back turned and she does like that ring kind of like turn around she's transformed bloody mary has mirror sticking out of her and she does that wall called jittery mm. coming at you and it's a fight. Mm. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, 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 it's, she's fast. <laughs> she's very fast. And uh, then eventually, I guess, pulling from the whole mirror thing and such, uh, basically there are, become multiple versions of her, like shattered glass, right? Uh, so now you're facing, what, 20 30 of her uh all cutting yeah. at you with with shards of glass that they're pulling out of their own bodies and such and you know they, and they, they do you know the the classic 
you get dog piled on and such and you're Mm -hmm. at the bottom of it It looks like oh all hope is lost and blah 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 and then it happens uh they big b shows why he's the big bad wolf remember that his yeah yeah, his final transformation um and i don't want to give it away but it it's not what you think it would be but it's everything that it is right right it it, he said i i expected something different but when i saw it i was going oh yeah this makes absolute sense (laughs) uh and yeah yeah let's just say uh that's the great equalizer uh big b big bad wolf is not to be tested (laughs) he is not to be trifled with and and i was gonna say during this fight when you are um his in in his final transformation he does something and it's so simple but i love it and (laughs) like you charge up this attack Mm -hmm. and you're like oh what's about to happen and he huffs and he (laughs) puffs and just this huge gust of wind and i'm like that's so mm-hmm. cool that they incorporated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're done with that, you know, you finally get your hands on the Crooked Man and end of game, right? You would think. <laughs> you well, think it would be that simple. Well, there, there is a little bit more, but I, but I'm not really sure how we talk about it without going to in the spoilers. It's basically you have the trial of the Crooked Man. And, yeah, so... and that's that's all I feel like we can leave it at without going too far i I, into I will thing. say this yeah um the trial of the crooked man results in do you mm-hmm. it, do you let him do you let him live and take trial or do you kill him and that's that's kind of you know your options and mm-hmm. upcoming playing up to this point if you're playing the game you know those are going to be your options mm-hmm. um you know depending on the choice there is some different outcomes that come after that mm-hmm. um and then once the trial is all said and done i wouldn't say it's like an after credit scene but you know you're, you're talking to another fable uh that says something to you mm-hmm. and things start flashing and clicking well she admits some things first off and yeah then, you know when she's walking well fuck well i said sure so i know you, you um, just uh, <laughs> i was doing so good i was you doing were so good. you were um but when she's walking away things start clicking in your head mm-hmm. and all of a sudden everything that's been up to this point makes you just question the game it's like wait a minute what what and then boom fade to black right uh and it's 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 a satisfying ending like i'm not upset at it like i'm it, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of a cliffhanger mm-hmm. i think it ended beautifully it ended perfectly and everything from the beginning of the game to that point it never felt boring i was always on my edge of the seat like, right i never felt the game is a story that you're playing you make the choices mm-hmm. there's not like you have to watch your health bar mm-hmm. there's not like you have to worry about item management you know it even mm-hmm. with these big fights that we're talking about they're all done by pressing one button you know that prompts up on the screen and then you know it's a qte right but it's a forgiving qte it's not like they're throwing 30 buttons at you right right yeah right um and it's 
man, like I said, <laughs> I cannot advise people to play this. And you mean honestly? You mean you can't? You mean you 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 are advising them to play it? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it did. I I am so good with words at times. <laughs> um, this game's pretty much available on anything that you want to play at all. I mean, whether yes, pretty much everywhere. Three, four, Vita, Windows, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Android, iOS. You know, like <laughs> you have a Steam, choice to play yeah. this game. Like, it, there's no reason that you can't. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I I would recommend it. Uh, like you said, it it definitely leaves on a bit of a cliffhanger. Uh, it definitely sets itself for a sequel, which hopefully we'll be hearing more and more about hopefully will be coming out relatively soon i mean probably not this year of course but hopefully within the next two or so uh and yeah i would really like to see where this story goes because we discovered that this game is actually a prequel to the comic book series yeah so the fables comic book series um i've never read and I, every I. time I play this game, I'm like, I need to get this series. I need to read it because I know I'm going to love it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, Bill Willingham's uh, Fable mm-hmm. comic book series. It's set in an alternate universe or a separate universe, but it's also the prequel. So I don't know what changes there are from the comic book to this and right. how much is the same. But we do know this is what happens roughly before the comic book series. Right. Right. So... So yeah, I would say if you really, truly are interested in the idea of seeing some of your favorite fairy tales and urban legends uh, in a very interesting kind of urban fantasy, you know, uh, I would say definitely check this out. Uh, Telltale does a fantastic job with their stories. I mean, I've never played any of the the Walking Dead ones, but I've seen all of the critical acclaim. <laughs> I've heard all of it. Uh, I I do own the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, and I have not finished it yet, but I know I'm going to. That's why it wasn't on my list <laughs> of, of games that I won't finish. Uh, Check that episode out. <laughs> yes, hint hint, wink wink. It's nice and dark. It kind of gives you this twisted kind of kind of vision of them uh not quite as as twisted as i would say as like you know what was that the, the alice game yeah you know? uh american mcgee yeah yeah not not quite that twisted but definitely more of like a gritty hard-boiled kind of film noir-ish kind of take but using fairy tales and urban legends yeah i mean that is perfect right that, that's the best way to say it yeah that, that wasn't half bad was it that was actually kind of cool no um and also i did a little bit of research um Mm -hmm. i don't know i can't speak for android but on um ios the first episode of the wolf among us is free and i dare you i dare you to play that first episode not immediately buy the rest (laughs) it's impossible it's like a pringle or a bugle or whatever slogan is can't just eat one. <laughs> you talking about a Lay's potato chip? Bet you can't eat just one. Once you pop, you can't stop. That's Pringles. And Hold then up. Bugle had one too. Yeah, I don't know, but I was just thinking: Are we allowed to to use these slogans? You think like Lay's or Pringles are gonna like come after us? <laughs> 
uh the day lays and pringles comes after us is the day that we know we've made it <laughs> you know what there we go get at me lays <laughs> come on pringles give me some fame free pr <laughs> give me some fame yeah <laughs> right, and then after that i'm gonna i'm gonna call out some rapper's name in an episode and get him to say something about me in, one, in the next song that's right I'm going for all of it PR. and then i'll challenge some youtuber to a fight there we go there we go that that so that's our strategy that's uh that that's our our two-year plan all right so we know what we're doing in two years all right all right everybody so so keep an eye out we're gonna be all over tmz and <laughs> and the such because my, we just <laughs> my my nudes are gonna get quote-unquote leaked <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna be awesome! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, pay attention to to talk games, chew bubblegum, because we are apparently gonna invade your lives <laughs> in the worst way possible. That's only if this doesn't kick off the way we want it to. <laughs> All I, right, I I think we should end it there. <laughs> that said, that said, um. Yeah, guys. This is all because I screwed up your name in the beginning of the episode. This is the I, ending we got. I, I told you I remember, and you, you were right. You're, the ending got completely <laughs> screwed up. Take that. <laughs> right. What a twist. <laughs> now, that said, uh, this has been Talk Games to Bubblegum, discussing The Wolf Among Us, a Telltale series, uh, or game, a Telltale game. Until next time, everybody, take care of yourself and others. We'll see you then. See you guys. <laughs>